From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with Lance Taylor. That's right. Another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, breaking down everything in Districts 5 and 6, week in, week out. Brandon Bainey is always joined by Lance Taylor. Lance, what's going on? How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Just uh, recovering from exciting weekend of girls basketball. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and we're going to dive right into it in just a second. But first, the East Idaho PrepCast is brought to you by Pure Adrenaline Motorsports, your source for pulse-pounding adrenaline sports apparel and accessories that ensure you have what you need to unleash your inner beast. You're rocking the Pure Adrenaline uh, T-shirt today, Lance. I do. do. Got the shirt going. Got the goggles go- or the glasses going. Got the hat going. The whole bit synergy all the way that's uh that's right but out in public today got to represent <laughs> for sure well in terms of uh girls state basketball last week lance i was going back and looking through all of the champions and for the most part it was from all over the state of idaho you know we had one ch- uh, two champions from district three we had one from district four we had one from uh, district two up north and then we had two come from east idaho one each from district five and District 6. Let, let's start with that District 5 team first. It was at the 1AD2 level. The Rockland girls uh, came in and were never really tested. They faced undefeated council in the championship game and got off to a hot start and really buried the Lumberjacks early. And so second title in three years for Coach Vern Nelson and that Rockland squad. Well, that's a team that you and I had talked about several times on this on this podcast. Uh, and really we didn't see a way that somebody was going to beat them, uh, you know, in the, in this state tournament, it was going to take some major alignment of the stars to make that happen. Just didn't happen. Uh, Rockland was that good. You know, we saw it all year long during the regular season and, and, uh, really what the, uh, what the championship was, was just a culmination of the way the regular season went. For sure. Taylor Boyer, uh, the younger Boyer, was named the MVP of the tournament. 12.7 points per game, 1.3 assists per game. And then the older Boyer, Kearsley Boyer, we're used to seeing her dominate. She was the defensive MVP. She had seven defensive rebounds per game, three steals per game, and 1.3 blocks per game. So the Boyers in tandem helping lead Rockland to this title. We also saw Ember Farr make the first team all-tournament team. Addie Wilson made the second team as well. And so for Rockland, here's the scary part, Lance. Yeah, Kearsley Boyer and Ember Farr are graduating, but Taylor Boyer is back. Addie Wilson is back. Her twin sister, the other Wilson is back. I mean, they've got a lot coming back next year too. They do. And, and you know, with Rockland, what you've got is you've got a good program that's built there. So, you know, it's a year in, year out. It's not just, oh, we happen to have some good players this year. We're going to have a good team. It's year in, year out. They have players that just kind of refill those spots and they don't do a lot of rebuilding. They just tend to do a lot of reloading. For sure. Now, Ledor also got to state uh, from District 5 and 6 at the 1AD2 level. Uh, first time in a long time that Ledor had been at state. It was a very exciting time. And so when you're a new team and you haven't been to state in a while, I think the first goal, Lance, is make it to Saturday. doesn't matter where you're playing at, but make it to that top six so you get that third game at state and get the full experience. And that's what Ledor did. They got to the consolation final where they fell in a, in a very close game. Yeah, I mean, you certainly you want to get three games out of your trip to state, and uh, you know, and and who knows that maybe this is the beginning. 
cover a number of good opportunities for Lenore uh, to be able to make it back to the tournament. It has been a while. They do have a state championship under their belt, uh, you know, historically. But uh, uh, Lenore, it, it was it was good to see their name on the ledger this year. It was really good to see that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun for sure. Uh, Mackenzie Mackey uh, made the honorable mention all tournament team. And Sadie Bird also made the all-tournament team honorable mention list. Both of them are juniors, so they'll both be back yeah. next year. So Ledor is going to be, I think, right in the mix again next year, Lance. Yeah, I think so, too. I still think Rockland, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, dominates this part of the state. But uh, but Ledor should, should uh, have a legitimate shot at making it back to the state tournament next year. For sure. Uh, let's move on to 3A, where East Idaho really dominated. We had, uh, of the final four, three of the final four came from East Idaho. You had Sugar Salem defeat Parma in the one semifinal. And then in an all-East uh, semifinal on the bottom half of the bracket, it was Teton knocking off the number two seed, Snake River. I think that opened a lot of eyes. Uh, now, Snake River rebounded and took third, but then you had this all-district six final between Sugar Salem and Teton, and for a half, it was a pretty fun game, uh, pretty close, and then Sugar, I thought in that third quarter, Lance really started yeah. to pull away. Yeah, it was the third quarter where, where Sugar started to pull away. They came back in the second quarter, and uh, in the third quarter, started to pull away, and then just more of the same in the fourth. But but uh, uh, very proud of Teton and the way that they played over the state tournament. Teton was just fantastic. Uh, you know, and, and, and what they did to, to Snake River in the second round was just I mean, it was just shock and awe. They just uh, they just jumped on them early and never let their foot off the pedal. It was from literally from beginning to end. Uh, they just played a great game. There was a couple times that uh, Snake River pulled it down to once, once to twelve, once to eleven. But once it was double digits, it never came back under double digits. Uh, it was just that kind of a game for T. And, and as far as. Uh, uh, you, you know, it's not the snake really played a bad game. It was just one of those games where Teton played awesome and stepped up. And then, of course, Teton steps up and or pardon me, snake steps up and wins your third place game as well. But uh, yeah, Teton, very good to see him there. I will admit that I Teton was never on my radar this year, and I think it's because they play in the same league as Sugar, and they get they get overshadowed a little bit. And so sure. I was like, yeah, you know, Teton, they're good, but you know, how good are they? I'm always comparing them to like how they did against Sugar, and well. Sugar beat everybody like pretty decently this year. So that's unfair to Teton, I think. And I'll have to adjust my thinking moving forward uh, when it comes to looking at girls basketball in the future, because Teton really did play very well and, and earned that second place trophy. No doubt about it. Yeah. So, well, and I, I told Sh coach Sean Coons all year long that I felt that the Teton had the best athletes on the floor uh, and their athleticism was on display in that second round of the state tournament. Uh, they, they, they're, they're just a tremendous team. They did a great job. Uh, they just came across uh, the juggernaut that is Sugar Sanders girls basketball team. You know, such a good team, uh, so well put together as far as their balance goes and, and uh, you know, where they get their scoring from. And, uh, you know, they just hurt you in so many ways. But but Teton's very good, you know, and, and, and there was kind of a similar situation, uh, you know, when it came to volleyball. You know, one of the top teams in the state was South Fremont. But South Fremont didn't even get to go to state. Only one team out of the conference went to state this year. So the state really didn't get to see another team that could have very well ended up in the state championship game against Sugar had they been on the opposite side of the bracket, you know, but didn't get to go. And, and sometimes because of the success that Sugar has had in, in late years, I, I think you're right, you know, that, that sometimes others get overlooked. 
For sure. Expanded playoffs. A lot of people banging the drum for that on Twitter yeah. and social media. We, maybe we can talk yeah. about that in the offseason. <laughs> yeah. For sure. All right. So for Sugar Salem, the state champs, uh, Crystal Daly, and another championship win there. Congratulations. Haley Harris, the MVP of the tournament, 12.3 points per game, 8.3 rebounds per game, two steals per game. Meg Fillmore, the defensive MVP, also from the Diggers, 2.3 steals per game. Kennedy Gillette, uh, the great junior who's going to kind of lead this next wave because they Sugar did lose some pretty good seniors. Um, yeah. But, but Kennedy Gillette, the leading scorer, is back. She made the first team all conference or first team all tournament team. Um, and then Katie Miller was an honorable mention selection for Teton. You had Kinley Brown and Reese Coons both make the first team. And uh, you had Tatum Street. Uh, make honorable mention and then for snake river uh reese baldwin uh i believe she's just a freshman right lance sophomore sophomore, sophomore. but very good sophomore yep yeah it's a young snake river team for sure uh reese baldwin won the sixth man award five points per game 5.7 rebounds per game 1.7 assists and 1.7 steals per game riley edlifson also a sophomore great point guard she made the first team all tournament team and uh, reagan van orden was named an honorable mention. So, I mean, there's a lot of good teams in 3A girls basketball from the East. And there, there is. One of the things that Glenn Jones and I talked about during the state tournament was the youth uh, in the 3A division. And, and uh, you know, I'm sure there's quite a bit of it across all the divisions too, but, but there are a lot of players, a significant amount of players uh, that we will see back next year and some of them for the next two or three years as well. Now, those were the two teams that won the championship, but I would argue that the two biggest stories to come from girls' state basketball actually involved teams that got to the championship game and lost from East Idaho. And it, I think it starts at the 4A, where you had Skyline pull one of the all-time ups, upsets at state, knocking out the defending state champs from Blackfoot, previously undefeated Blackfoot. They won 50-48. to 48 in the semifinal round, and then kind of ran into a burly buzzsaw in the championship, especially playing without uh, one of their key players, Taylor Thomas. She got injured right at the end of the Blackfoot game. So Skyline didn't have her. They were already shorthanded a little bit. But what what a tournament for the Grizzlies just to get to the 4A championship. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the Grizzlies, and again, speaking of youth, you know, the Grizzlies got a lot of youth on their team. Um they they just kind of willed themselves. I had actually had a chance to see them several times this year. I, I uh, called uh, uh, two of their games during the uh, Christmas holiday tournament. Uh, I was able to uh, see them when they played Sugar Salem as well. Uh, one of those games was a victory, a nice victory that they had, not, not, not over Sugar, but over one of the other teams in the holiday tournament. And they're a team you looked at and said, you know, this, this team has the potential to really be good. Their upside is very good. They just struggled at times to pull off victories uh, throughout the season, but they kind of hit their stride right on time. Yeah. Shea Shippen, Kaiser Shippen, uh, both underclassmen. Yeah. Freshman, uh, sophomore. Yes. Right <laughs> both leading the way for Skyline in terms of the Grizzlies. Shea Shippen made the first team all tournament team. Uh, Teresa Ledesma made the second team and then, uh, Taylor Thomas, despite that injury, uh, st still made the honorable mention yeah. all tournament team and kind of a cool moment at the end of that four, a championship Lance where, um, head coach Ty Keck 
called the late timeout and subbed in Matty Olson, the great senior who has committed to play basketball at Montana State University in the Big Sky Conference. Of course, she didn't play at all this year because of a knee injury she suffered during soccer season, but she suited yeah. up for the championship, had the knee brace on, and with about, yeah, I don't know, two seconds to go in the game, Coach Keck called the timeout so she could check in. They announced her big standing ovation from the crowd. I really thought it was a cool, powerful moment. Yeah, it was. And and it's also one of those situations you look at and say what the season might have been, <laughs> you know, if, if if she'd have been able to play throughout the season uh, as well. Unfortunately, she wasn't. There's a lot of what ifs out there. There's a lot of what if championship teams out there. Uh, and and they happen to fall fall under that, you know, a lot of the one ifs. But I'll tell you, uh, they really did a good job. Uh, you know, it's, in spite of her being out this year, uh, they stepped up and and they made their season work and culminated in a state championship appearance. Well, speaking of what ifs, uh, Blackfoot is going to be thinking what if, uh, because all it took was one off night for all of their championship aspirations to go up. Now, they can take solace in the fact that a lot of these players won the title last year and they were just trying to run it back. But still, it's a tough way to go. Now, when you lose a semifinal game, Lance, it goes one of two ways. You either, you know, show that you're mentally strong and you get up for that third place game or you pack it in and shut it down and you don't really care how that third place game goes. Blackfoot rose to the occasion and brought home the third place trophy, which I thought said a lot about their team. Yeah, they showed up and they played. And and again, you hit it, hit it there. Yeah, uh, you'll see that happen a lot. I think this year, uh, as far as uh, uh, as their game goes, most of the other ones was kind of the same way. Where you had teams that really showed up in that third place game. You know, three A was kind of the same thing. Snake River, uh, uh, you know, expecting to go to a state championship gets knocked off by Teton and and ends up in that as well. And, and uh, you know, sometimes you worry about the motivation, and that's a, that's among coaches. But you know what? When you put the kids on a floor. They almost kind of forget what game it is. You put them on the floor, they just want to compete. and <laughs> They just want to play that game. They want to win that game. And I think uh, that's certainly what Blackfoot did. Definitely. Kiana Wright uh, of Blackfoot made the first team all-tournament team. Uh, Hadley Humphreys and SB Vergara made the second team all-tournament team for Blackfoot as well. And then the other nice story uh, in terms of the big story I thought from East Idaho was Aberdeen. Here are the Tigers coming in as the four seed at the 2A state tournament, and they knock off the favorite, Grangeville, the number one seed in the semifinals. They get to the championship against Cole Valley Christian and led that game in the third quarter. Um, yep. Yasmin Ortiz was making some ridiculous outside, like 25-foot that's right. And, um, she she couldn't miss, but then all of a sudden Aberdeen kind of cooled off and Cole Valley just had too much size and, and scale. Yeah. Yep. The size of Cole Valley just, just caught up with Aberdeen, but uh, very proud of Aberdeen. You know, they did a great job. They got out and they were kind of that silent assassin all year long, you know, or they were, they were kind of overlooked a little bit, ran under the radar somewhat and, uh, and then showed up and, and, um, you know, showed people really what they can be. Yeah, I'll admit, you know, I saw I got to see Aberdeen. You know, I watched a lot of film on them this year, but the one time I saw them with my eyes is when they hosted Soda Springs and they lost. Um, and I thought pretty convincingly. So I walked away going, I don't I don't know about this team. Like, is there is their win loss record puffed up because of who they played? Like I looked at Soda and said, I know they went out and challenged themselves, so they're better than their record. Is Aberdeen better than their record? And it proved that they were. Yeah. Um, and so they had a tremendous run at state. This was their first time at state since like 2004, Lance. It did yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long time. And I think you and I were both probably shocked that 
that uh, certainly I was that Soda Springs didn't make it into the championship game. I really thought, you know, Soda ran the gauntlet this this year. Their their record was not indicative of of what they of how they stack up in the two A division. Uh, but you know what, Aberdeen stepped up. Same conference, uh, both out of District Five SEIC, and Aberdeen stepped up and and uh, made the conference very proud. Did a good job. Yeah, Soda Springs had to win the play-in game just to get to state, uh, and they they had to play Cole Valley Christian right away in the you know the, the state champs right away in the opening round, which was tough. Uh, they did rebound and win that consolation final over Ryrie, a, t- a team that lost uh, on day one, which was a little bit surprising to me as well um, from the Nuclear Conference. And then North Fremont was there as well, so East Idaho had half the field. Four of the eight were from the East. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and in terms of accolades on the all tournament team. Uh, Abby Gooden of Soda Springs won the sixth man award, five points per game, 3.7 rebounds per game. Also from Soda Springs, Janetti Garbett and Zippy Sompson both made the second team all tournament. And then Taylor Billman was an honorable mention. All of those players are back next year for the Cardinals. So I would anticipate the Cardinals would be the favorite. Aberdeen loses some, some tough senior leadership for sure. Ellie Watson yeah. made the first team all tournament team. Um, and then Hope Driscoll and, and Yasmin Ortiz made the honorable mention. Hope Driscoll, just a sophomore, uh, yeah. Coach Coach Driscoll's daughter. Um, so she's going to be kind of leading the charge for the Tigers next year. And then, yeah, I, I think they should really be good. Coach Dris- Driscoll, Lincoln Driscoll, he, he was a year older than me in school. We were, grew up in the same conference. He went to Aberdeen. I went to Malad. And, and uh, he was great older than me. He's a very, very good uh, ball player. He's a good coach as well. I mean, that, that conference is going to be tough, tough. I mean, Coach uh, Schwanevelt, uh, he's always good, uh, you know, down at Soda Springs, and they uh, they should be good again. If I had to pick an early favorite going into next year, I would I would uh, lean that on the shoulders of Soda Springs. Definitely. And then uh, the Nuclear Conference on the all-tournament team, Briar Newman and Brianna Scott of Ryrie both made the second team, and uh, Emery Lenz of North Fremont was named honorable mention. And, again, you can see the all-tournament teams on our website, idahosports.com. Uh, 1A D1, Lance, this was the other big story. Butte County went in as uh, one of three undefeated teams at state. Blackfoot, Butte County, Council all went to state undefeated. None of them left undefeated. So it's a tough year to have that bullseye on you. And Butte County just got cold uh, against Prairie in, in the semifinals and had an off night. And again, at state, that's really all it takes. Well, we kept seeing the text come across in our text group from, <laughs> you know, from the, from the broadcasters covering the game, right? A whole sports, you know, and you, and you just keep thinking, oh, they'll turn it around. They'll pull it out. They'll pull it out. It just never happened. Uh, you know, in Butte County, of course, you know, they would have ended up playing, uh, you know, a Lapway team. Talk about teams that have been tested, you know, against <laughs> a lot of, a lot of uh, various size opponents. But um, yeah, Butte County just had that lapse and hurt yeah so I, I was the broadcaster at the 1a d1 tournament lance so i i mean i called this game in person and really for butte county they they got beat in transition a couple of times prairie loves to get out and run mostly because lapway likes to get out and run and they're in the same league and so sure, prairie sure. tries to mimic their style um and then they just they didn't have the same impact down low that they had in their opening round win over wallace you know Anna Knight had a double double the first night for Butte County, and she was kind of neutralized inside. Yeah. And they just they just didn't hit enough outside shots. You know, Kaya McAfee was doing what she could trying to get to the foul line, but yeah, Butte County just went cold on a, on a bad night. And so, you know, they they finished here with one loss. They did win the third place game, 
um, over. Uh, I'm trying to remember who they played. Oh, Raft River, and they do- they dominated that third yeah. place game. I mean, yeah. they won by 20 plus. So um, they ended their season on a high note. Kaya McAfee did make the first team all tournament team. Savannah Bird and Anna Knight made the second team there for Butte County. And then finally, the five A's. Um, you had two conference rivals going at it in the first round, Rigby and Thunder Ridge, a three versus a six. And it was Rigby, the six, knocking off the Titans. That's right. Rigby I, Rigby had a good tournament. I, I, I called that uh, before that game took place. Uh, I was talk, talking to actually to Glenn Jones, who I was broadcasting with, and and uh, we, we were just chatting about some of the other games going on. And I said, that, that's one to watch. I said, most people will take – uh, Thunder Ridge. And, and again, if you had to drop some money in Vegas on that, that's probably who you were going to put it on was Thunder Ridge. And I says, but uh, uh, that is probably at best a pick game. And I says, I'd take uh, Rigby to win that. Yeah. And so Thunder Ridge battled back, won the consolation final and Rigby got to the third place game where they fell against the top seed Lake City. Um, yeah. But a fourth place finish for Rigby uh, is a nice way because again, coming into the season, I'm not sure you know, people were so high on rugby. I think we all knew Thunder Ridge was going to be good. And then second, second place was kind of up for grabs a little bit. So, well, it was, and they lost Jones from last year's team, Justin Jones, their men's coach, uh, you know, his daughter, that was such a good player last year. And, and, and you never know when you have to step up and fill some really significant uh, shoes, you know, it's, it's tough to determine exactly how good somebody's going to be, but Rigby stepped up and uh, they came to play. For sure. Kylie Danzi, uh, first team, all-tournament team for Rigby. Cambry Barber made the second team, and Hadley Good was named honorable mention. All three really led Rigby at different stretches and really across the three games. For Thunder Ridge, you had uh, Aspen Caldwell make the first team, all-tournament team, and Kennedy Stenquist was named honorable mention as well. So um, overall, a pretty nice season for girls basketball in East Idaho. I think so, too. I, I mean, think very much, yeah. Two state championships, two runner-up finishes as well. So, you know, you're looking at possibly four of the six titles coming back to East Idaho, and sometimes it just doesn't go your way, but pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, it was. So let's check in now. Let's switch gears and go to boys' basketball as district action has wrapped up in some places, Lance, and if not uh, tonight and certainly tomorrow because then we have state play-in games on Saturday. We're recording this Thursday evening. And again, if you're watching the video of this on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, I'm going to share my screen so you can follow along with these brackets. But if you're listening audio only at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, uh, you can just check out the brackets They're right there on our homepage. Let's start with 5A District 5, the High Country Conference. As we look at it, Lance, uh, Madison defeated Rigby in overtime two nights ago, 68-63. So Madison, district champ, goes to state. Rigby now plays three-seed Highland tonight, Thursday night, in Rigby. Uh, the winner of that game will advance to the state playing game. You know, Highland had a mutiny on their hands two weeks ago. The players said, yeah. we're, we're quitting unless you fire head coach Ty, Ty Pearson. Uh, they nipped that in the bud. They came back and they've actually been playing really well ever since that point, Lance. Yeah. Yeah. They have played well. They had the, the overtime loss at uh, century afterwards. And of course, uh, you know, d- during the rift of all that, when they, 
they set out the one game that would have been against Madison, but but they have played very, very good basketball. I actually went to the Madison-Rigby game the other night. That was a back-and-forth game. Rigby had a 10-point lead uh, with seven minutes to go in the game, and Madison went on a 13-0 run come back and back and win that. And so, you know, Rigby's got, got their work cut out for them. They, you know, they lost a very good Madison team, but now they've got to step up and face a team that right now might be hitting their stride after all of the, all of the uh, dust up that happened. For sure. And I misspoke earlier, Lance, whoever wins this game tonight automatically gets to go to state. Just yeah. To yeah it's an auto. Yep. Yep. I was thinking of the four A's and speaking of the four A's, we had another great battle last night, an overtime battle as Hillcrest, the one seed, uh oh district six there we go okay hillcrest the one seed uh defeats blackfoot 65 to 40 they kind of ran away with it uh that was two nights ago and then last night we had a great battle between blackfoot and skyline and skyline tried their best to 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 make a play late but blackfoot held on and so now you've got hillcrest the district champion you've got blackfoot second place they're going to go to the playing game where they will have to play the third place team from district three now here's the caveat lance this is very difficult because middleton one of the best teams in the state for 4a basketball got upset by valley view at their district which means middleton will probably come back and take third which means blackfoot is going to have to beat one of the best teams in the state in middleton if they want to get there that's right. That'll be an interesting game for Blackfoot, and it's going to be a it's going to be a, a a steep challenge. This isn't a game you go in and just say, "Well, yeah, they can step up and win this." Can they? Yes, but they have to play very, very, very good basketball in order to do it. They cannot have, you know, even a slightly off night. They have to go down. They have to have all guns a blazing and do it right. You know, for Hillcrest, Hillcrest had a shock or had a little scare about a week and a half ago. Isaac Davis went down on a play, was carried off the floor out of the game. They thought he might have an MCL sprain or tear. Uh, everything turned out okay. You know, he went to the doctor next day, had a chance to talk to his father, at, you know, afterward. But but he uh, ended up okay, and and he's such a big part of that uh, of that Hillcrest offense and defense, but specifically offensively because he draws so much of a crowd inside. Uh, it's allowed the Kessler brothers and others to get open this year and to have wide open three three point shots. You take him out of the ball game and leave it just more of a three point shooting team, and things change for defenses. So. And and I'll Somebody. give I'll, I'll give Hillcrest credit. Some of their other contemporaries at the top of the four A rankings: Middleton got upset at districts. Jerome lost to Burley last night in their district championship game. So now Jerome's going to have to fight through just to get to state. So Hillcrest at least took care of business and said, "Hey, we can relax. We're going to state." Their other yeah. contemporaries, not so much. That's a, that's right. You know, and you look at a team like Jerome, only had one loss on the season. I mean, Jerome's. Uh, you know, should have really been the 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 shoe in for that. But again, you've got to step up. You got to play and perform every single night. Yeah, you can't have any off nights this time of year. That is yeah. for sure. Hey, let's break down this District Five and Four A, the Southeast Idaho Conference. We knew coming in it was going to be a slugfest. Preston, Pocatello, Century, all really good. Pocatello won the first round game last week, sixty to fifty two. They then beat Century in overtime 64-62 on a last-second jump shot, and the player who made that is escaping me, but it was as time expired. Pokey fans rushed the court. It was it was quite a scene. Um, so Pocatello could at least breathe easy knowing, hey, at, at worst, we're going to take second, and if you know whoever comes through has to beat us twice. Then you had Century, the one seed, playing Preston, and they eliminated Preston a couple nights ago, 68-55, which sets up 
this district championship game tonight, Lance century and Pocatello at the pit. And if I wasn't, uh, if I wasn't busy at another game tonight, that's where I'd be because that's going to be a fantastic game to watch. Uh, same. You know, I, I, I'm stopping by the Teton Snake River playing game tonight. Uh, otherwise, I'd be down at the pit in Pocatello watching that game. The pit, if people haven't watched the game there, it is a great place to watch a game. When they built the new stadium, uh, Pocatello High School, the boys said, no, we want to keep playing in the pit. Yeah, it was, uh, it's going to be, yeah. Hi, hi. My dog is barking. She's excited about it too. Um, let's, <laughs> let's, she agrees. Yes. And talk about Preston not being at state for the first time in a long time, Lance. That's going to be an odd feeling for, um, Tyler Jones walking in. Cause I'm, I'm sure he'll go up and watch the state tournament. No problem. Uh, but it's certainly going to be an, an odd weekend for him not being a part of that state tournament, you know, cause he hasn't only been a part of the state tournament, uh, multiple times state champions and, uh, another couple occasions has made it to the state championship game, but has not been able to, uh, uh, to come out as the, uh, as the winner in those, but most of the time he has. And so it's, it's going to be an odd, uh, an odd situation if they don't make it, you know, on the other side of the ledger as well. Uh, it, it would be interesting if Rigby wasn't to make it, you'd have both Tyler and Justin that would really have, again, that odd trip to, to the state tournament, just to watch, you know, rather than, rather than to play in it. Uh, but, but Tyler's had a great run and, and there's, uh, you know, you're not going to win it every single year. And, uh, you know, we knew going into this season that, that was a conference where we got one team in and we knew that it was going to be a gauntlet just to get into the state tournament. For sure. Sorry, I left there for a second. I bribed my dog with a treat, so we should be all right. Uh, I saw you pull that $20 bill out of your back pocket. Is that what you bribed him with? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, hey, let's let's talk about 3A now where you had Marsh Valley play Snake River in, in the district championship game. Marsh Valley won that 43-34, to so the Eagles are back to state to defend their state title from a year ago. Snake River's got to play Teton now in the state play-in game. And let's bring up the District 6 bracket real quick because uh, Sugar Salem, as we thought, uh, really rolled to the district title over Teton 60-34. to Now, I think Sugar's going to have their work cut out for them at state. They're Certainly. the best team in their conference, but I think the conference doesn't stack up well with some of the others. And so now you've got this interesting play-in game between Teton and Snake River. You know, I'd lean Snake River, but all it takes is, is one bad night. Well, well, it does, and uh, and not only that, but uh, Teton is a team that if Teton gets hot, Teton's a very good outside shooting team if they get hot, and it's been a little bit of feast or famine at different times. But you know they've also got some big players, and you know inside uh, Davis Wood, uh, Ty Brown. You know those are all uh, you know those are both kids. Ty Brown six four, uh, Davis Wood is six uh, eight. Uh, for, for Teton, and you know, you you look at that with the Hoosevelt boys' ability to shoot from the outside, as well as some other players, and and Teton uh, it, it is a team that it would not shock me if they stepped up with us. For most people, it would probably be a shock if they did. It would not shock me if they stepped up and beat uh, Snake River. I'm actually going to go down and watch that game uh, tonight in Shelley as well. Yeah, and then the winner of that still has to win a second play-in game to get to state. They will take on the second place team from district four and uh, that's going to be either buell or filer um so we'll see what happens there uh moving on to the two a's where (laughs) boy west side and bear lake obviously have duked it out over the last couple of years and for the second year in a row west side was the better team in the regular season 
But just like last year, when it got to districts, Bear Lake just seems to you. You've been on this all year, Lance. Bear Lake just seems to execute the plays in crunch time. They defeated Westside 29-27 in the first, you know, the undefeated semifinal, I call it. And then Westside had to battle their way back through to challenge Bear Lake again. And Brady Shaw hit the game-winning jumper as time expired in overtime as Bear Lake won the district title 49-47 over Westside. So Bear Lake advancing to state. And now Westside's in a really tough spot because they're going to have to play either Napa Christian or Coal Valley Christian for a state playing game. And all of a sudden, I'm not feeling as good about Westside as I was before. No, I mean, that's a tough playing game. I mean, I mean, we've seen it, uh, you know. And again, Bear Lake, I, I really thought Westside, as the season moved on, I really thought Westside would end up taking this district tournament. But you and I talked about Bear Lake several times throughout the season on this very podcast. And, and uh, you know, Bear Lake was a team. I had a chance to, to personally watch them uh, several times this year and, and just felt like, okay, they're going to come up through almost kind of like Soda Springs' girls, you know. You just kind of had that feeling that, okay, they're, they're going to find a way to get to the state tournament, which they did. But, but uh, it was – uh, yeah, I mean, this is this Bear Lake boys team is a good team. Uh, they're, they're not necessarily indicative of what their, uh, season record was. And I'm not saying they're as good as they have been over the last number of years, but they're certainly a good enough team to go to state and step up and win their, their conference and make, uh, the conference championship anyway. And, and, you know, take the automatic bid into there. That's a big deal for a Bear Lake team that did struggle at, uh, several different times during the season. Yeah, there's been a lot of chatter on the forums, uh, sportsboards.com. It's our online forum where the fans can get on and mix it up and t- talk a little smack and break down the games. And uh, we, we had a fan on there talking about, you know, he, he's watched both of these Westside Bear Lake games over the past week or so. And he said Westside was kind of content to just settle for threes. They weren't attacking inside. You know, yeah. they've got this all all world talent in terms of athleticism and Bryler Shirtlift. They kind of got away from him. Blaze Brown is at his best when he's driving and then kicking and yeah. that those elements just weren't there. They were just settling for too many threes. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. And it happened a couple of games for them, you know? And so, uh, again, they've, they've got the tough road in, uh, because Cove Valley and Hampton Christian, uh, that's, that's no easy win. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also in 2A, the Nuclear Conference, where you've got North Fremont playing Ryrie in the district championship now. Both of these teams have moved on to state, so this is just for yeah. bragging rights, essentially. Yeah. The big game was, you know, Ryrie, the two-seed, they lost to North Fremont 66-53. That dropped them into the third-place game with Firth, and they just they had an off night. They lost 52-47, to and again, on SportsBoards.com, you know, the fans – on their talking basically said, you know, if Ryer, if Ryrie makes their free throws, they win by 10, but they didn't. And yeah. Firth uh, somehow, you know, they always seem to be in the mix and there they are advancing to state. Yep. Yep. Yeah. On, on the first, you said Ryrie and North headed to state. It's actually Ryrie and Firth. Uh, North North Fremont and Firth are going. Or, or, or North Fremont and Firth. Sorry, not Ryrie Firth. North Fremont and Firth. Sorry, yeah, sorry, not North that. Fremont and Ryrie, but North Fremont and Firth. Yeah, you know Ryrie's a team that uh, you know stepped up and played very good ball this year. I mean, they that they were one of those teams that that a lot of people really didn't see them in the picture coming into this season. They had a great season. I I anticipated that they probably would go to state. I had a chance to see them this year. Uh, saw North Fremont on several occasions. Had a chance to. Uh, uh, to see Firth firsthand, and you know Scott Adams just knows how to get his teams ready, and uh, and Firth has played very well. 
2A and 4A are going to be the most wide open tournaments by yeah. far. Those are I think really so too. I think so too. Yep. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think North Fremont going into it, I, uh, it is the team that for whatever reason I feel has the best opportunity to step up and win it this year. Be a lot of fun to chart that. Certainly. Uh, let's go to the one, a D one, the uh, high desert conference. Uh, Grace plays Butte County Friday night for the district title. Grace already won the first matchup 70 to 44. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say Grace is probably going to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Grace is going to be there. Uh, I've, I've uh, trumpeted their horn all year long. And um, now I, I, I've also jokingly said that I think uh, that everyone in D1 is playing for second place because you have such a great Lapway team uh, going into the state tournament. But if there is any team that could step up and beat Lapway on an off night, it would, it, it, Grace has a better chance of doing that than any other team in that tournament. Yeah. And even then I'm still not sure it's enough. No, 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't either. I just think Lapway is that good. I'm just saying if there was a team to step up and just for whatever reason, all the stars aligned, including stars we don't even know are out there. <laughs> uh, Grace would we would have a better opportunity for that than anybody else. Definitely, all meaning right. they would probably be a plus five hundred rather than a plus eight or nine hundred in right. the betting lines at Vegas. <laughs> for sure. All right, what a D two our final tournament here, the Rocky Mountain Conference. You've got thir- Thursday night one versus two, Rockland playing North Gem. Winner gets to go to state. Loser would have to play whoever wins the third place game tonight between Water Springs yeah. and Grace Lutheran. I, I like Water Springs and Rockland, and I and then I like North Gem to beat Water Springs. I like yeah, yeah, I do too. I think I think both Rockland and North Gem are getting in. I think Rockland takes this tournament, uh, meaning meaning takes the district tournament, and I think uh, I think Grace or pardon me, I think North Gem gets in through the back door. Definitely. So that's what's going on in boys district basketball. Also this week, Lance, we have state wrestling at Holt arena in Pocatello. It gets going Friday and uh, we've got, we've got you covered at idahosports.com on the homepage. Al Fontes, who's a contributing writer for us, wrote a nice preview, a huge preview for all of the classifications, including girls wrestling for the first time this year. We, we did a live preview show last night. Um, with Brian Zollinger, you know, breaking down all of the wrestling and taking questions and comments from the fans. We're going to put that into the podcast feed as well. So if you want your wrestling action, you're covered there. Just go to idahosports.com for all the wrestling coverage there. We're going to have six photographers at State Wrestling this week, Lance. We're going to have tons of action from Holt Arena. Yeah, State Wrestling should be very good. I heard WWE is going to be there recruiting uh, for, for that. So you can do the best suplex body. Oh, never mind. Wrong type of wrestling. No, state wrestling, if you've never been to the state wrestling tournament and you're just a fan of it, go to it. Stand in the dome this week. Go to it. It is awesome. I've always loved the game of wrestling anyway. Uh, I've always felt, you know, I'm a big MMA fan as well, and I've always felt that it's the greatest uh, base uh, for anyone who, you know, uh, puts their future into things like mixed martial arts, which really – for wrestlers, that is the professional leagues <laughs> for a lot of them. We really, I mean, obviously you have guys going to the Olympics and stuff like that, but we don't have, you know, the equivalent like an NBA has or an NFL has, you know, for these high school and college wrestlers, you, you've got, uh, you know, high schoolers can go to college and pretty much for 90% of them, 99% of them, it ends there, you know? So, so it, it is such a, a great, uh, 
combat base and and the wrestlers are good it's it's great and and i think uh i think it'd be a shock uh, here in southeast idaho if south fremont did step step up and win that for the 3a yeah south fremont 3a ryrie 2a blackfoot 4a highland 5a i think all have chances at least to be in the mix so yeah it'll be a lot of fun to, to chart that throughout the weekend all right, Lance, thank you for hopping on for another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast. Sorry that my dogs were so disruptive in the background. They're still going nuts out there. I think they want to go play in the snow, Lance. It's <laughs> so. excited for the upcoming uh, wrestling tournament and upcoming Boys State. Yes, for sure. So, And, and by the way, speaking of Boys State, uh, next week uh, here on the East Idaho PrepCast, we're going to do just like we did with the girls. We're going to do a live preview show where we are uh, bringing on all of the play-by-play broadcasters to break down each specific classification. Um, we'll take fan questions and comments and shout-outs. That'll be uh, Tuesday night, just like we did for girls' state basketball. It's going to be a lot of fun. So that'll be the podcast next week, State Boys Basketball Preview Extravaganza. Lance, are you ready for it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that'll do it for this edition of the uh, East Idaho PrepCast. Uh, on idahosports.com brought to you by pure adrenaline motorsports for lance taylor i'm brandon bainey we'll see you next time on idahosports.com